Before we get started, we would like to say that there is a trigger warning that comes along with hanging out with the Stigma Buddies. There will be topics of conversation around mental health and chronic illness, and there may be topics of conversation that may be hard to be a part of. Welcome back. This week, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is definitely a topic that I think in the mental health and chronic illness community, we're silenced on, and we're not allowed to have as open, honest discussions as we would like to, and that topic is death. We're going to use my death deck of cards, and it's two different types of cards, so I'm just going to shuffle up some and grab a couple. So one card is an open-ended question and the other card is a multi-choice question. So I'm just gonna, I'm just shuffling off a little bit and oh, one of them flipped over. It's like we're doing tarot. Oh, I know, I was about to say, all right, what we got coming through? <laughs> Who's coming through? All right, this is actually a really, really good one because it definitely pertains to our community. So the first card that we got was regarding your important documents will, life insurance, healthcare directives. A, my family knows exactly where to find them. B, they are filed together and should be easily easy to find. Or C, they may or may not exist. So good luck finding them. <laughs> this is um, can I add can I add mm-hmm. a D to that? Yeah, what's D? Or you have a secret pact with your best friend that you have a shoebox with their name on it in the top of your closet so they know where to find what they need when you go. Perfect. As someone who has dealt with some, like a friend dying, this is such like a good topic to me because like I had those conversations. It was like, I want this to happen and I want that to happen. And like, it is really important to have. Um, and then it also kind of goes into another aspect. And this I was actually talking about yesterday with my case manager is because Sam and I do not intend to get married. We may if it benefits us in any way, but that's not our intention. So for me, I have to get an advanced directive done because otherwise, my mother would be the person who would make decisions. And I am absolutely not okay with that. Well, that so. was when I was giving birth to Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, not only was that in the middle of the pandemic and nobody told me until the day that I got checked in, here's part of that medical gaslighting. Six days before I checked in to give, give birth, was when they changed the policy so that dads were allowed in the emerge the delivery room. I was six days away from giving birth by having to do it by myself. And my heart goes out. My heart mm. so goes out to any and everybody in any type of hospital situation, especially during COVID, because that was, man, my, my heart truly goes out. But if I had, if me, if I had to have given birth by myself, y'all, y'all would have had to have built a whole new hospital. I would have, there's no telling what I would have done. Yeah. But part of that was we weren't married at the time. And there was, even though at this point in age, even back then during 2020, 
there are plenty of single moms, single dads, you know, all kind of blended families. Please explain to me why I was given trouble after giving birth because we're not married. So even though your child is in the NICU unit, dad can't go in there by himself. Do you want to know? Well, that's actually very weird that you're in the South. They would think it would, the man would be able to do whatever he wants. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but besides that, I had to show my ass for him to be able to go see his newborn son. Okay. So then the little lady comes in with her little paperwork and she's like, well, what's baby's name? And I told her, and she was like, well, your last name is such and such. And I looked at her and I said, let me explain something to you. If you want the rest of your shift to go smoothly, you are going to put his dad's last name on that paper because I'm trying to get him to give me his so I can get rid of mine. Don't you dare put my, my name. And I know that some people feel differently, but I have trauma yeah, with my name. You and have I didn't exactly. want anything. Yeah, I didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then right? I had some problems come up and it's like, well, if you know, you get to a point where you can't talk for yourself or blah, 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 this is your next in line for contact. And I looked and it was my mom. And now I, I love my mom. Me and my mom have a different relationship. It wasn't her right. If something was to happen to me while I was still in that hospital room, it is the father of my child's decision and right to make that decision of what happens to his at the time almost wife uh-huh. but it and that's legally. when I realized mm-hmm, because legally he would have had no say so over either of us um, it would have been my mom um, and, that's and I wrote that like I made that lady go sign so I said you know what you go ahead and turn around go back to your office right now and you print me off something that I can sign right here and I know y'all got a notary of some sort downstairs <laughs> go ahead and get it and bring it on up because that's not happening. And Mm -hmm. I show once again, showed my ass until it happened. You've got to stand up for yourself and those rights. Yeah. It's a really scary situation. And like, so I understand why people just don't want to talk about it and don't want to have those thoughts going through their head. But if you should ever be in that situation, you want to make sure that you're choices will be made by someone that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. so someone if you don't have an advanced directive you. <laughs> you know even even though that you guys are married now it's still totally within like rational thinking that you have an advanced directive like just because oh, we after all of that and the way that because when I'm telling you that I had to show my ass. It wasn't just a me, me trying to, you know, sweet talk the nurse and whatever. No, it was me with a newborn baby in my hands, laying in this hospital bed, having to yell to get someone to listen to me because she was trying to force me to sign that paper so she can go on with her day. No, ma'am, you've got the wrong room and you've got the wrong person. Yep. And then at that point, that's when they came in there and tried to shove my mouth full of pills because then when they would come in and do their rounds at night, the night nurses loved me. Why? Because me and the night nurses, we were good. We respected each other. I came in, let them do what they had to do. Same thing with them. If they came in, I was playing lullabies for my newborn, but the day shift nurses, Uh one of them had me stuck six feet in the air in my bed. Yeah, me and the day shift. Anyway, pull another card. We could go so long about 
healthcare. So let's pick another card, girl. Let's pick another card. But anybody that's listening to this, please look at what your options are and make sure that you are protected because that's what's most important. All right. Let's see. I want to get an open-ended one. Yay! I got open-ended ones. Oh, wise one. Talk about a person in your life who you would consider wise. What wisdom have you gained from them? You go first. <laughs> I went last time. I like totally mouth vomited everything. Yeah. It's your turn. <laughs> um, let me think about it for a second because I, I want to have a good example of something. Well, I kind of want to share this with people anyway. And I do think this person is wise for, yeah. So my case manager, I was talking with her yesterday and we were talking about like, you know, how you can feel grateful and grief at the same time and like feeling guilty for having access to resources when so many other people don't. And she said to me, she was like, you know, it's kind of like survivor's guilt. She was like, I like to think of it as thriver's guilt. And I really want her to be able to coin that because I, I just like drop my jaw. Like that is such a good way to put it. Like that was so, yeah. Like that just sums it all right up. I loved that so much. That does. That's like a little switch in the brain phrase. Thriver's guilt. And you know, now that you've said that and I'm saying it out loud, like, that has been so much of my life recently is thrivers mm. guilt. And I know that we've talked about this one-on-one, but hi, everybody, we're sharing this with you. Um, you know, just in how far we've come with the relationships, whether they exist or not now with our families and friends and whatever, but the fact that they still watch our stuff the way that they do. And it almost puts in the back of your head, like, well, they were right that I think I'm better than them. And they were right back in the day and I'm just showing off and I'm blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's Thriver's guilt. That's Thriver. You know what? Your case manager, give her a high five for me the next time you see her. her (laughs) I'm going to ask her if I can use her name anytime that I use that I use that so that she can get the credit for it. Cause like, that was so good. I like that. You need to tell her she needs to like, put that on a logo somewhere thriver's guilt yeah like merch <laughs> yeah come on girl. hit it up <laughs> um i would have to say for me and i know that i've said this and people are gonna whatever y'all can think whatever y'all want my husband has changed my life in so many ways and he is honestly <laughs> he's so sweet um honestly one of the wisest people that I know he's so humble but he is so knowledgeable about so many different things and the fact that he is able to calm me down to help me take a step back and take that breath and help me get my brain back to planet earth is a thing all in itself but something that he told me that has forever just changed the way that I thought about myself is when we first got together he said I know that you have a lot running around in your brain and I know that you're trying to sort out a lot of different things that happened he said but you need to realize 
that you're no longer in those situations and that you are no longer having to survive. Hand in hand with Survivors and Thrivers Guild. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that. We love Jacob around here. Shout out to Jacob. Know. He's so lovely. He's just, oh, okay. Another card. I love this. 3D. Pick a card, girl. Pick a card. I want that one. Yep. All right. Ooh, I like how it's going like multiple choice, long form, multiple choice, long form. All right. So there's another multiple choice. Oh, this is, I love this one because anyway, you'll, you'll understand why. Is it appropriate to take photos at a funeral? A, sure. Anyone who wants to capture a memory should do so. B, pictures are fine, but not of the deceased body. C, no, this is not the time for selfie. Okay, I was about to say, the last one clarified it a little bit for me. If the family or something, if you're outside taking pictures, you know, with each other, I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. But now if y'all are inside and y'all are in the whole thing, right? And you see the family pictures and you see the groups grieving and you see, you know, everything's going on, right? That phone better be in your damn pocket and you better be respectful and you better, better put it on silent because I promise whatever text message, phone call, email, GPS, whatever you got coming through is not important mm-hmm. that's how i feel about that one so whatever one answered that I, I'm gonna go with you made your own your own for this one too all right so that one's d for me again <laughs> so you know i i don't know because for for me personally and people that i've talked to we don't want it to be such a mournful, like strict, like it's supposed to be more of a celebration of life situation. And feel that. but again, like it's all it's all within the people that are there's preference. I don't think there's any cut and dry yes or no. I actually saw this story about a family who for their loved ones, it was a young person for his funeral they threw a concert and they displayed his body on stage like he was enjoying the show like in a chair and a lot of people had different things to say about it but you know that that obviously was probably something so important to him and the way that his loved ones did that for him was like a last show or something you know so you have to like think about the nuances with it okay I think I want to retract my um, D statement now that Al has spoken and Al has now just changed something in my brain. For those of you watching on YouTube, that's what that pause and that face was. Y'all have to keep in mind, first of all, Jeannie's never really had to process death. Jeannie has never really had to do it right the only funerals that I've ever been to once again that is that is my environment coming out that answer was my environment Mm -hmm. and that is the only funerals I've ever been to were very very old people that we never knew South Mississippi that's how you do a funeral in South Mississippi Mm 
And now that I'm saying all this out loud, wow. Wow. Thank you, Al. Thank you for changing that mindset. Because when you were talking about the concert that sparked for me when they started the trend in New Orleans a couple of years ago about placing people, right? Kind of like mannequin-ish with their bikes and with their stuff. And, and I just remember seeing that and thinking, okay, first of all, it was weird to me, right? Because it, it was new. It was different. But the more that people talked about it, and obviously you're going to have everybody that's, oh, that's awful. Why would you do that? For me, where my mind went, it was, wow, maybe they really liked biking. Or wow, maybe they really liked, you know, whatever. Um, Times are changing. Mm-hmm. And if we sit in those ideologies, if I continue to sit in my chosen answer of D, that's how you continue on generational curses. That's how you continue on the trauma. And that's how you continue on in just a miserable life. And that's what this space is about. We were talking about that because I apologize to Al before we got on about just me not being my usual sparky self. I'm very low energy. I have a lot going on. Once again, half the people without wanting to people. It is what it is. And I apologized. And Al stopped me. She said, that's not, mm-mm. you ain't apologizing. This space ain't for that. This is what we do. Mah, mah, mah. <laughs> so that's now twice that Al has gotten me in this one episode. I'm interested to see <laughs> how much more we go. No, it's just about perspective. And like <clears throat> thinking about, so we grew up pre-internet. We grew up pre-camera phone. But think about how much of kids' lives are documented now and how much they're on their phones and they're recording their lives. Even us, who are millennials, are now, like, look at how much we do on TikTok, like, doing our dishes, doing our house cleaning. Like, we put so much online. We just are attached to these phones now. And so that we have to adapt with the times. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the situation depends on what honestly for me like the answer is well would the deceased care like okay let me ask you this and I even though this question is going to come out funny I promise I don't mean it funny if I were to choose that I wanted to have a carnival themed funeral right would that be disrespectful or is it respectful because it was my idea oh girls there's no disrespect in what you want like I think that's amazing you know, like, because so, once again, okay. like when we talk about death and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I've started to hit that phase of life. I'm 28, going into my 30s, right? And that phase of life is when the, oh, we're getting old. Oh, about to die. <laughs> I don't feel that. And number one, I think it's because I don't, when I had my kid, I'm not that typical Southern mom that sees their kid that's, oh my God, my youth is gone. Yeah. Not, I don't know, maybe it's trauma. Maybe I just don't care. I don't know. Number two, I've already experienced death so closely in so many forms that I view death as a friend. I just view death as a phase of life. And Mm -hmm. when I was younger, it used to terrify me just simply because it was an unknown, but it's something that I've made peace with. So at this point in my life, like, I don't get that fear of growing older. So therefore, at this current part in my life, I don't understand. 
I don't want to say the fear because I understand that I've been there. It's the, the transition of life, I guess, would be a better way to put it. Here, sort that out for me. Uh, girl, I can't. <laughs> um, no, like I, I totally agree with you. You know, like obviously like coming, becoming a death doula, like I had to have had some experiences to make that happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I did have so much experience with death, but I, I am also at the point and I also have been on a spiritual journey long enough that my beliefs and my experiences line up and what I've learned through my education as a death doula validated what I felt and thought. So I agree. I'm not terribly afraid of death. Obviously, like it's incredibly sad because that person is no longer in this form, right? And like everyone has different beliefs about what happens afterwards. So whatever you believe, like that's for you, right. you know? My beliefs are my own, but I think that, I mean, for me personally, obviously a big mission that I have is to normalize things like a carnival funeral, because what is the point? Like so many people would, if you died, okay. And we were all just in black and we were at a funeral home. You'd hit. Yeah. You would dude. Like, I know you would. I would. (laughs) So it's like that whole thing is, it gets tricky though, because those are the people that are left. So it's like, it is a little bit about them, but at the same time, the funeral services, whatever type of celebration you want to do is about the person who died. And therefore it should be what they would want. Right. Whatever that may be you know, and it's going to be different for every single person. Even if, you know, you and I could have been raised in the exact same area, you know, had same upbringing, whatever, and want two completely different things for our end of life. And that's okay. Celebrate you however you want to be celebrated, boo. You want your ashes off the top Mount Everest? I'll, I'll get about a fourth of the way there, maybe. But I'll try my best. I like to be composted. I want to be a tree. Yeah. I want to be a tree. I love that. Yeah. My adopted mom has said that to me like many, many years ago. And I, I started to look into it and like love that idea. And there's just so many more. Like if you guys have any questions about that kind of stuff, like home funerals or anything like that, just send us an email. You can address it to me. I check the emails anyway. Jeannie doesn't. So <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> But stigmavideo.gmail.com, any questions you have, just let us know. Even, you know, questions for Jeannie, I'll relay the message. Yeah, she'll relay them. But just know that when y'all email, I I don't see them. I don't check email. It's just not a part of my little stay-at-home mom day-to-day life. Um, But thankfully, that's what we got Miss Al here for because she do the email. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, but you hold down other things. So we have, we, I think we've split our stuff up and, and really ways that is most beneficial for each of us though so. I think I so it. I think that's actually why we are pretty decent kick-ass team me too <laughs> yeah well, we, we were, like because yeah. we accommodate each other in ways mm-hmm. that nobody in no other structured system like this has ever yeah like um you know when you took over editing for a couple of weeks when I was in a really bad place 
you know, like it's that I wouldn't have got that at a job. My boss would never like actually the one time they did, they messed up my job horribly. (laughs) So I was like, actually just let me do it. But yeah, we do. We accommodate each other very well. Awesome. This is so fun. I really like this. Do you want to pick another card? Another card. All right. Let's see. Ah, it's another multiple choice, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Open casket. A, help me get some closure with a final meaningful goodbye. B, are fine if it's what the family wants. C, kind of creep me out. I want to remember the person in their living state. Mm, I think I'm going to have to go B with this one. Yeah, personal choice. Yeah, because yeah. either way, to me, once again, only old people I never knew. So like seeing them really didn't bother me. And I know it might have scared normal kids, but I was not a normal kid. Um, Just didn't bother me. I thought it was kind of interesting to see the makeup and stuff versus mm-hmm. the pictures. Like I thought it was interesting to compare um if it was closed I just always assumed something happened to where they couldn't be seen you know so I whatever they want I guess yeah well I mean you have to consider in this how many religious beliefs come into that because religion does play a factor in whether it's going to be open or closed and like how the funeral is going to go and everything but um something that I really think would be better like what I would want is I would want everyone to visit me at my bed. Like I would like to be in my bed. That's where I hope I die, (laughs) is in my bed. But I'd like to be set in my bed. I'd like to have a beautiful scene, flowers, and just let people come and sit with me. Like in a peaceful state versus a, hey, I'm about to go in the ground. Not a funeral home. I don't want a casket at all. so that for me, it's like, well, there's no casket. You can't open or close it, lady. <laughs> but I once do again, right? Because we've yeah. had that conversation when I brought up to Jacob that I wanted to be a tree. And he was like, well, how would we have a funeral? And I was like, you wouldn't. You'd have a planning service, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you can have this in so many different ways. And it is very frustrating to me how scammy the funeral industry is. Um, and so like, I do hope people know, like, you don't have to do that. You can have a home funeral. And I do have a TikTok page where I am like listing out what each state's requirements are for that. Um, so it just look in your area of what, like, unfortunately it does have to be legal and you have to deal with all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't, again, like personal choice. That's kind of what I feel about most things in life is everyone can do things how they want to do them. We don't all have to do it one way. And whether it's about, you know, living or death, you have options in life. It's not just about the way, you know, that it's always been done in your family. It's not about, well, uncle or grandpa so-and-so said that it you have options, boo. And it's just about what is at the end of your fingertips for you to grab and how can you utilize them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Another card. Another card. Roll. I like this. Let's go. Let's go. This is really this, fun. I'm really glad you probably, have this idea. I'm glad you had them. This one, um, we probably got time for two more cards. Okay. All right. Another multiple choice. 
choose the reincarnation challenge for your next self. Would you rather come back? A, super rich, but die well before my prime. B, super poor, but live a long, healthy life. C, paralyzed, but be guaranteed a Nobel Peace Prize. This could be a little ableist. I just got to call that out right now. What was, um, what was B again? Super poor, but live a long, healthy life. Mine is, I ain't coming back. Y'all ain't gonna get me again. <laughs> you know that, okay, first of all, all those options were awful. Second of all, well, y'all know the trend that's been going around. It's like, if I die, don't look for me in the sun. I'm in the yeah. moon or don't, okay. My favorite one that I have seen so far is when I die, don't look for me at all. <laughs> I put in my time here. Yeah. I, sometimes I feel like it's already been a little too long. All right. Like I don't don't call me back down here. But Shindeep, I'm gonna throw it out there. <laughs> I've always said. Because here's the thing, I ain't against nothing. I was raised Southern Baptist, but I have found a lot of beautiful things from other religions and other beliefs. And mm -hmm. I am not stuck in the little church house no more, right? If reincarnation turns out to be the thing, right? I want to come back as a Disney duck. I want to be a Disney of duck that lives do. on the parks. Dude, they get free health care and free food. People yep. stop so they can cross the street. Like, I, I want to be a Disney duck. I love it. <laughs> That's my I love it. I don't know what I would honestly want to be. I very much like to observe and not be observed or interacted with. So something of that nature. To be an owl. Yeah, that could be a good one. <laughs> all right that card was kind of a buzz you could be the hoo-hoo and then i'm gonna be <laughs> quack, quack. another card another card another card all right last card y'all oh it's another multiple choice i kind of don't want another multiple choice no do a do an open-ended one we've done a couple of those back okay got an open-ended and well this one yeah this one was asking about jewelry with cremations. This is my son, Baker Boy. His cremations are in here. So I highly believe in jewelry with cremations, if that's how it goes. Yeah, well, I, you don't get to see it a lot. I wear it under my shirt, so you've probably not seen it before. I know, that's I haven't. I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> Yeah, so sweet. Well, you know, so, so my my adopted family, my aunt, everyone got these pendants that are made out of her ashes. So if that's what you're into, I think it's great. Love that. Yeah, love that. Okay. I ain't I ain't doing that. Read the card. All right, card. Soul searching. Oh, here we go. What happens mm -hmm. when we die? Has your belief in death and the afterlife? life changed over the years yes it has go for it go first yeah um I think everyone has a different 
thing that happens. I do believe, I believe that the soul is separate from our human existence. So I do, I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe that souls come back and have a different life. Um, I don't, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I believe that there is much more going on in this universe than humans are capable of understanding. And that's what we go to. We all go different places and do different things. I could get on board with that. Um, I was very much raised Southern Baptist. Anybody that was also raised knows it just yeah it's another one of the things right and i'm not hating against the religion itself i'm not hating against religion period yeah i just had a very bad experience and um it took away all sense of safety and security that i thought i had with an all-loving god and i had a hard time understanding how you were telling me on one hand that he's all loving all forgiving all accepting you know you just live your life the best you can and he will open you with welcome arms except that you're gay except yeah. if you don't listen to your parents except 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 he's an all loving god but he has all these little side rules of accepts uh-huh. Okay, add that on top of getting kicked out the church and then getting used by a Christian college and then getting used by, okay, I had some serious religious trauma, but I still have my base of my beliefs because at this point in my life, I take what resonates and I'll leave the rest Uh because I, I tried to grasp all at one point and I'm not doing that anymore. It almost drove me crazy. It it sent me to the psych ward. Yep. That's how I got Almost sent me there almost sent me there my therapist was like like baby you need some help but I just don't know if sending you to where you're at right now would help you and I was like okay (laughs) so we got on a little bit of a daily routine then because I was not okay um but whereas it comes with throughout all the experiences I've had just along the way personally religiously whatever I have a foundation of what I believe. And I think number one, that it is not required to be in a building to have a relationship spiritually. Uh I don't. Number two, I think that whatever you find peace and comfort in is what resonates with you. And that's what you need to look into. Uh Number three, for me personally, I find it very hard to believe that last second somebody can be like, you know what? I accept Jesus. I want to go to heaven. And then they die. And then they're in heaven. So you mean to tell me that because of last minute decisions and because of the way that they say that they speak their life, that I'm going to end up in the same place as my abusers? Uh That doesn't sound like heaven to me. Uh -uh. And quite frankly, the way that y'all describe help sounds like earth right now. I do believe that this is purgatory, to be honest. I said it. And for all of those that listen that know me from back in the day, I said it. The way that people are acting and treating and going around, y'all keep saying that the end days are coming. Baby, they are here. Do you see how you're treating your planet? I know I'm getting off the card here, but do you know how you're treating each other? 
The earth is slowly dying around us. We are slowly killing off each other. And we're just letting our government sit back and collect our money and turn your women into incubators. Jeannie just went off, y'all. Sure did. Y'all can find me at Jean underscore underscore in Bean. Miss Fitland, come join us. No, but seriously, like, I also, like, I have this, this theory that what people believe is what happens to them. I think that your belief really does dictate a lot. But then again, none of us know. Once again, none of us know. So if you're following somebody that's like, oh, this is what's gonna, they don't know. I have no idea. They don't know. They have no idea. Personally, for me, I believe that, I know I've already said a mouthful and here I am hesitating. (laughs) I personally believe that whenever we take our last breath, that there will be a review of our life, that there will be a lesson of our time here. So Mm -hmm. I do believe that part of going to heaven. Um, I also do believe that we will be able to, even though we don't remember or whatever, right? I do believe that we will be able to see and interact with our higher creator. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe that we're going to die and there's just going to be a cloudless figure up there watching us. I just, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that there's not a God. And I know that we may have atheists listening and um, Alan, mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any no, way. No, 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 no. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. No. Um, but having lost two best friends at young, young ages that were the epitome of a good person, like just the definition of like the beautiful soul, there's no way, like, there's a trend going on right now. Like, if you see me crying, blah, 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 there's no way heaven needed or God needed my dad or whoever the person lost. And I feel like there's, that's what people say is like, oh, you know, like, it was their time to go home, blah, 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 blah. No, like, that, that really shook me to, to my feelings of like, which I was abused by Christians. I was in foster care with, like, a pastor was my foster dad and he abused me and like so like I had a lot of conflicting things so I wouldn't say that I don't believe God is real because I still am not really sure but I don't believe that the God that Christians perpetuate is real same same and I know that there I have been called an atheist by a few people from my hometown that does not surprise me oh Oh, apparently I am now. But what they don't know is that from everything they taught me and that I had to learn in my own life, I'm finding in the safety and peace and comfort of my home, that real relationship that y'all think y'all are preaching about on Sundays. Why can it only be Sundays? That's what I never understood. Why is it only Sunday? Because the big book said so. Why is it only one hour on Wednesday night? 
why is it when I see y'all in town and y'all are the nicest people in the church and the nicest little old lady and little old men, but then when I see y'all out on Tuesday, mm-hmm, you walking out with a six pack in your hand and you putting a dip in your mouth and you cussing some little kid out in the parking lot. Sounds but like then I'm supposed real to... Christian behavior to me. <laughs> mm-hmm, but then I'm, I'm expected to give my little allowance in the, in the tray. Oh God, tithing. I can't even, I will go off. Wait, wait, wait. There was a lady in our church. She was probably like, I was, call it middle school age. At this point, this woman was in her 90s, okay? She hadn't been able to walk, go anywhere. She had been homebound for like three, four years by the time that we had started getting really involved. And um, I want you to know that every Sunday, she, she had given them her direct deposit because she believed that if she did not tithe, she was not going to go to heaven. So every Sunday they have their, her direct deposit to a dying member of their church bank account. And they pulled out her tithe every Sunday. That's really disgusting to me. Nobody ever went and visited her. No one ever went and brought her anything, but every Sunday. Oh, Jeannie, how do you know that? Because I was in the office. Yeah. I was watching them do I that. that ain't just, yeah, like I ain't just making an accusation. Like I saw these people do these things with my own two eyes. Mm-hmm. It's real. It happens. Yeah. That's crazy. Sad. I don't know. I think we're going to have to have like a whole episode about mental health and religion. Because it plays such a huge part, man. It really does. Like, I'm not even joking when I say that searching for God or for answers is what brought me to the psych ward. Like, the week before I ended up in the hospital, I was on such a YouTube rabbit hole. I was cross-referencing every religion I could get my hands on. I was finding all of the, you know, now, like, being autistic, I'm like, yeah, I was seeing all these patterns because I'm autistic. But I'm like, and there are, like, people who study religion, like, there are so many overlapping things between religions. Like that's not like irrational of me to think, but like I was so deep down this because I had just lost my father and like I was cutting, I was finally setting boundaries and cutting people out of my life, going no contact with like 20 year friendships. And I was just searching. I was searching for faith because I literally had zero will to live because I had nothing to believe in. Mm-hmm. And, and I can you know I know so many people with like a, growing up in the church and having that affect their mental health and like you've shared things and like I think that could be a really good topic to talk about I'm game for it yeah. I feel like we could uh <laughs> I feel like we definitely have a long episode out of that too mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> absolutely well maybe so if they're you know you guys that are listening if you're into that idea send us some stories or something like we can share your stories if you want you if you want to be anonymous just say in the very beginning of the email like I want to stay anonymous but this is my story like if you don't want to come on the podcast yeah absolutely I second that a million times because um y'all need to check out dirty bourbon clothing first of all phenomenal 
phenomenal t-shirts second of all i like that that he we know when he gets his stories and he shares and Mm -hmm. you know and he's not only building his community for his t-shirts and for his family he's building a community for everyone that feels that pain yeah you know and that's very much i'd love to do that here like we hear you guys we see you unfortunately we understand you (laughs) like if you want to be on but not be on the podcast there you go. Yeah. All right. With all that, Jeannie, what do you hope people take away from today's episode? Wow. From today's episode, number one, I hope that you find strength in standing up for yourself. Number two, I hope that you take peace and comfort in knowing that life continues even after death. We never know. Mm -hmm. And number three, you are seen and you are felt here and you have a safe place genie to not apologize for being who you are Mm -hmm. awesome for me if you have a mental illness or a chronic illness please look into an advanced directive and who would be your direct person if you are unmarried please look into that for yourself i know that a large population of our community is no contact with their parents and you might not know that they're the ones that are going to get the call if you don't have documentation. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.